0: Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of SWOO Soul Stories. I'm your host, Heath in the Director of Alumni Relations here at Huts- Southern, Southern Wesleyan University. We do not edit the bloopers out here. I am so excited. Um, I don't take advantage of the people who work here enough in the sense that so many of the fine people at Southern Wesleyan are alumni, and today's guest is Reverend Deborah Rhodes, and we've got a lot to talk about. Deborah, thank you for joining us on the podcast today.
1: Of course, I'm super excited.
0: Now, um, for everybody listening, what years were you at Southern Wesleyan?
1: I was here as a student mm-hmm. from 2000 to 2004.
0: And you're originally from Pickens? and yeah,
1: Pickens, just down the road.
0: Uh, but now you are actually working. You've you've worked at Southern Wesleyan before. Kind of yeah. take us through that whole <laughs> your first role and now your current role. So
1: I graduated in two thousand four, and then that fall I got a job in academic records mm-hmm. and worked there for about a year. Mm-hmm. And then in two thousand five, I moved upstairs to the RD apartment in Stuart Bennett, and I was the RD there for two years, so 2005 to 2007, Um, left in the, came in in the middle of a semester, and left in the middle of a semester. It was very chaotic, and (laughs) Lord be with those students still who were there when I was the RD, because it, yeah, it was was interesting days. Um, And then, um, yeah, so then Matt and I moved to Indiana in 2007. And I left that role.
0: So. Yeah. So your your husband Matt is also an alumnus. Yes. Of Southern Wesleyan, although he finished his degree with Indiana Wesleyan, but did. that's that's okay. We have that's some people who've a- done that. Um, so what's your what's your role now at Southern Wesleyan?
1: So currently, I am the administrative assistant to the vice president for student life. Yeah, that's what I do. But it's it's broader than that. So right. like, it's the admin piece, but. One of the things that I love, love, love about getting to work in student life is that I also get to interact with students. So mm-hmm. I get to lead a accountability group for mm-hmm. the Division of Religion, which is one of my favorite things. I have a group of 12 girls that I meet yeah. with every Friday. Um, I call them my girls. I just I love them to pieces, getting to invest in them as um, ministry students, um, kind of in the same boat that I was in when I was here. And then um, I get to mentor students every now and then, um, throughout the semester, so it's, that's my favorite piece of what I get to do, and and one of the reasons why I I love the department that I work in is because it affords me the opportunity to not just work here, but to get to pour back into students, Mm -hmm. Um, like so many people did when I was a student here.
0: So, going from your time as a student, being an RD, your current role, um, the school is probably almost twice as big as when I was in school and you were in school. For alumni who were listening, um, who were like what's going on at Swoo? How would how would you kind of encapsulate um, our campus? Now we we're coming, we we've come through a pandemic. I think we handled it pretty well. We're the safest school in South Carolina. There we go.
1: Yep. Well, Just how talked would you, about this yesterday. How would
0: you describe, I mean, there's so many great things happening, but how would oh, you talk yeah. about our campus now?
1: I I love it. One of the things, I mean, obviously, physically, there have been a lot of changes. <laughs> like, it doesn't, right. like, when we were students here, like, we ate, like, our meals in the CLC, the Campus Life Center, and mm-hmm. now that's where the coffee shop is, and mm-hmm. the post office is, and the campus store, and, like, there's a new dining commons, like, so that like building-wise obviously a lot of changes have happened the new joyner Hillston Residence Hall is gorgeous and yeah. if we had had something like that when we were students here oh I, we would have lost our minds like I tell some of these kids now I'm like you guys don't even know how good you have it like all we had was Stuart Bennett and they were like ew <laughs> like, right. no one wants to so, live there now <laughs> somebody was talking about
0: Child's Hall oh yeah uh, the other day and they were like oh man yeah
1: No, it, yeah, like, I lived there for a year, too, when I was on campus, and so, so, like, there have been some really incredible improvements Mm. to campus, like, the, the field, like, you know, the, the track and field, the, the track out there, like, just that whole unit out there is really cool, Um, but I think one of the things that I'm most grateful for with where we're at right now at SLU is just like some of our leadership on campus, like we just have some really incredible people who mm-hmm. are investing in our students. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to say anything specific cause I don't want to leave anybody out, but like we just have some, we just have some people across campus who just love this place and are investing on a daily basis. in our students are challenging them to grow are you know, challenging them to, um, you know, make the right choices for their life and their future and all of that. And, you know, We get these four years to help shape students into who they're going to be as adults. And then we get to launch them out into the world. Mm -hmm. And getting to be a part of that is just really incredible. And, you know, we just actually had a group of students who led like a a 24 hours of of unbroken prayer for campus. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's just some students here who are really passionate about seeing the Lord move in and through them and on this campus. And it's just, I think it's just a really exciting time to be here. Um yeah. there's challenges. Right. There always have been though. Yeah. And um, you know, I think we're just we're continuing to see God's faithfulness. Um you mentioned like the pandemic, like it's been crazy. But we have handled this so yeah. well. A lot of that is due to our res life staff and our campus nurse Lori Heron who has like the hero. We need to give that woman a cape. I'm gonna say it right now. Yeah. Publicly, like someone give Lori Heron a cape yeah. because she really is a superhero. She has worked tirelessly, right. um, to keep our campus safe, to keep us up to the regulations, to let us know what's going on, and yeah, we just have people here who who love this place That's so right. much, and yeah, it's just it's such a gift to get to be back here.
0: Yeah, and what you you mentioned some of the challenges, and it, we're in we're in a challenging time but it is it's an exciting time we are in a presidential transition so we might even know here in a couple of weeks uh we so for those of you who don't know we are getting an interim president and just to give more time to do you know a national search um for a per, for a permanent president and it's even though it's sad to see to see Doctor Voss leaving, he's still going to be very connected. Yeah. They're still going to live in the community. I love him and Julie and so, so
1: much. They yeah,
0: pretty incredible people. So
1: wonderful, and when I came back, like we're genuinely excited to have me back on campus, mm-hmm. and I felt very welcomed. And so yeah,
0: and you know, and to see them, you know, we're we're in a pandemic. Uh, you know, you know, Julie's had you know health issues, fighting cancer, and that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. And just to see their strength and their resolve and their love for Southern Wesleyan in the midst of all of this has been really encouraging. You mentioned coming back. Uh, you didn't just come back to South Carolina to work at Southern Wesleyan. You came back to plant a church. And you guys, Parkside Church, you're getting ready for your first Easter this Sunday. Tell everybody about Park- Parkside Church.
1: You know, honestly, like I said for years that Matt and I, this is terrible, um, that Matt and I could never plant a church because we just have such different personalities. Mm. Um, And I was just really worried that if the Lord ever asked us to do that, like it would be a constant tension just because like we would not like in a bad way, but like we just have different philosophies and we work at different paces. And I was worried that it would make things more difficult mm-hmm. but Heath, the truth of the matter is like it's actually made us stronger mm-hmm. um and you know yet yeah, there have been as matt puts it tensions to be managed <laughs> um but it's been really good right. and so so yeah we moved down here um and launched last september so september 2020 yes we launched a church in the middle of a pandemic and it was fantastic um people will say all the time like how did you do that I'm like well we don't know anything different right um right. but we moved back down in the summer of 2019 we were here for a mm. little over a year before we launched because we wanted to have boots on the ground and get to know our community where we were planting and just kind of establish things and um so yeah so we launched in september we have when i tell you we have the most fantastic team that mm. is not an understatement like mm. what the Lord has done, um, the people that he's brought in to come alongside us in this journey to work with us. Matt and I don't want Parkside to be about us. Um, it is first and foremost about the Lord. Mm. Um, but you know, as it should be, (laughs) but you know, as far as leading, like we might be the co-lead pastors, but the team that gets stuff done every week is, is so much better, like so much better than we are. We couldn't do what we do, on a weekly basis without them. And so we're incredibly grateful to have the team that God has put around us, the community that he's put us in, even just the story of like how we found the place where we meet weekly.
0: Yeah. Talk about the community and the name Parkside. has yeah. so, that come about?
1: Parkside originally came about um, because Greenville is building, um, in the process of building this very big park called Unity Park, um, which is going to be on the other side of kind of that main thoroughfare that divides main street and and the other side of Greenville. And, um, when the Lord kind of birthed this vision in us, it was like, we want to be a part of that area. That's like redefining who it is. And, and, and so this park is going to be massive and mm. very expensive. They started working on it. They're breaking ground. Things are coming alongside it. And so, like, that's kind of where Parkside came from. Like, there's this idea of, like, being near that area yeah. and Unity Park and where our, our passion kind of is. Um, and so when you pick a name for a church, it's really <laughs> hard. You know, like, yeah. it's got to be right, you know, right. And so, like because, you know, like, Let's be honest people. Like, people have opinions about church names and like Yes. <laughs> yes. So um that was a, a, a tension point for me. Like when we named the church, I was like, we gotta like it. And so, some
0: names are copyrighted. And yeah, you have to do your research. Yeah. We've had friends who oh, my word. got cease and desist right <laughs> yeah, you from another
1: church. You it's can't. like, okay. I have <laughs> we don't even have the time to jump into the how I feel about all of that. But anyhow, um, But, um, yeah, so when we got down here, we didn't know where we were going to be meeting. And rent is a big tension point Mm. for church plants. And we Mm. were looking at schools. And we were looking at just, you know, what our options were. And we're in Greenville. And it's stupid expensive. Mm. Just stupid expensive (laughs) for things where we are. But Matt was driving um, around our neighborhood area one day and went a different way that he doesn't normally go and saw like this the top of a like a brick building he was like what is that and so he turned down the road and it was a community center and he was like I wonder if we could meet here and we started doing some research on the building and what it was and the community and like there's a lot of other details but the, the short version is the Lord just worked it out it's like a minute and a half from our house right. and it's in this the exact community type of community that we were feeling called to this tension of like you've got people who have every you know physical resource they could need um, and then you've got people who are on the other side of that and they're right. they're living close to poverty but they're living literally in each other's backyards you right. know like, like they're next door to one another and this yeah. this Thing that's happening is weird and like how do we help bridge that gap from from one to the other to help them realize like you have something to offer one another like mm-hmm. it's not just you know here let's us let us give you money because we have it and you have nothing to offer in return but mm-hmm. like we all have something to offer one another no matter where we fall on that spectrum and so ha- like that was just kind of where our heart was mm-hmm. for Parkside and so he um, ended up having a conversation with The director of the community center, it was, it came in under what we had budgeted for rent, you know, on our, on our projected budget, which again, if you've ever planted a church is another stress point, um, trying to figure out a budget when you have no idea how much all of these things are going to cost. But like we just watched the Lord work out thing after thing, after thing, after thing. And so, um, the really cool thing about the Sterling community center is that it was, um, an all black high school Mm. and it caught fire in 1968 and everything but the gym burned. Wow. And they decided through the timing of things like schools opened up um, from segregation mm-hmm. as they were getting ready to open up this school and so they didn't open it back up as a school um, but they the county turned it into a rec center and before the pandemic it was, there were people constantly in their open gym playing basketball. Yeah. Pickleball is a big thing. There's yeah. a senior citizens I don't group know anything that. About pickleball. I don't either, but apparently it's a big thing right now.
0: It really is. Um,
1: senior citizens that you know would meet there. They have an after school um, mm-hmm. program, and so like it's coming back online a little bit. But we've been meeting there since September. It's been an amazing partnership. Miss um, Paulette, who is the director, is a dear friend of ours, and she's mm-hmm. helping us um, build relationships in that community and. It's just been such a God thing. Annabeth, our daughter, goes there um, after school. Mm. Um, She loves it. You know, she goes, she hangs out. She's president of the garden club there, you know, the the after school program. She went there last summer for their summer camp. And so we've been able to build this really cool partnership with them. But, again, it's all just been been God working Mm. things out. And, like, you can't plant a church and not have your faith grow. Right um and that's one of the things that i've seen so here we are we're we're getting ready to celebrate our first easter as a church mm-hmm. and we're super excited about it like just we can't wait to see what god's going to continue to do but we're we're just trusting him like we're excited to to connect with people to present the gospel mm-hmm. um you know easter's always big in the church but we also want like everything we do to feel like Easter, you know, like that, that we represent Mm -hmm. that hope of the gospel every single day and not just one day a year. But Easter does feel a little significant because it's the first time we get to do this as a church. So we're excited.
0: One of the unique things that you guys do, and I, and I don't really know the full story about it, but pandemic hits and can we meet in person? And, Mm -hmm. and so many churches started live streaming and where you're at. You're not necessarily able to live stream. And so you guys do something every week called Parkside at Home. Yep. And it is... I am so jealous. <laughs> I am so envious because it was like, oh my goodness, this is incredible. So for people who are watching, they they can't necessarily go on your Facebook page or your website and see what your service is like, but they can hear your messages. Yep. Tell us about Parkside at Home yeah. and how that came about.
1: Um, Well, it, it came about because of the, the pandemic. We we didn't really think through online presence and the pandemic really kind of forced us to have to do that a lot sooner Mm -hmm. than we had planned on doing it. And it's another really cool thing that God did. Um, we didn't really have anyone on the team who could do that well other Mm -hmm. than Matt. And so, you know, to do something like that was going to require a lot out of Matt to have to record and edit Mm -hmm. and all of that stuff. And then, just before we launched, um, we ended up adding another couple to our team, which is Brandon and Brenna Bauer, who are actually um, SWU alumni. That's exactly right. And Brandon is insanely talented. Yeah. He makes us look good. He makes Parkside it's incredible. At home. It looks so good. It I does. I feel like I can't say that because it's my church, but I I can because it it's does. Brandon. Like Brandon it really does. We've gotten a lot of encouragement about the way that Parkside at Home looks, and so it's more conversational. It's it's more mm-hmm. um, relaxed. Um, then, um, not that Sunday morning is super formal, but it's just a different format. It's more like a living room conversation. Mm-hmm. It's the same message, right. um, that we preach on Sunday morning for the most part. But, um, yeah, so it, like we have like a, like a spiritual practice reflection at the beginning of, of the message and then there's the message and then some discussion questions, um, after that, but hopefully just creating a space for people to just really focus in on, on, you know, connecting with the Lord in a, in a laid back kind of way. But, um, yeah, it's been really fun. Now we are doing some pretty exciting things for Easter. Easter is going to look a little bit different for Parkside at home. And I'm like crazy excited for that to launch out there, um, this week, but, um, they, our team has worked incredibly hard to make that happen. But yeah, it's been fun. I I didn't, honestly, I didn't know if that was something that I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, because for me, like I, I have a, Lots of insecurities, (laughs) and the thought of like something being out there on the internet all the time for people to go back. As I am on a podcast, um, to go back and be able to listen to and like, wait, man, she said this and like she was wrong or she misspoke here or she's an idiot or you got those people. She's a woman. She can't be doing, like, she's not allowed to do this. And so like, I take my authority from the Lord. Thank you very much. But you know, like it was nerve wracking for me a little bit to have to put that out there. But um, now it's like one of those things that like, I'm just, it's yeah. Like I said, like people have said, this looks good. I'm like, that's all Brandon.
0: (laughs) So before we move on to our last topic, tell everybody where can they go to find out about Parkside church? Where can they go to, to view Parkside at home if they want to see your own your Parkside church
1: parkside.life right is our our website that's kind of the hub for everything we also right. have an Instagram page which is Parkside GVL mm-hmm. and Facebook I think is the same um, but if you just search Parkside GVL um, you'll find us but the parkside.life is our website where everything is there and all of our resources are there too so yeah
0: so so yeah so we're we're recording this on tuesday of holy week so it'll be posted today so so th- so this is getting posted today so you can go <laughs> and you can check Parkside out this this easter the the last thing um that i want to talk to you about is you are launching a podcast and you just recorded your first episode you had an incredible guest first of all how did you land such a <laughs> Such a guest of distinction. Well, and
1: it was it was hard to do. Um, his calendar is very full, and I had like it took like three weeks to hear back from his <laughs> business manager to actually get me. I'm kidding. It was you. Yeah. Uh, I, I sent you a text and said, "Hey, like, do the podcast." And then I said, "Hey, I'll interview." We
0: we did podcast we trading did. today. We did.
1: Yeah.
0: It was awesome.
1: So yeah. I'm relaunching a podcast that you and I actually started together mm-hmm. um, four years ago, uh, which still seems crazy that it was that yeah. long. Um, but it was something that, like, you and I are both like, it's a passion point for us mm-hmm. podcasting. Uh, you have quite a few more than I do. I think your, your podcast like, is like a whole handful now, yeah, and I just have the one, which is fine. Okay. Um, but um, I'm really excited to get to launch it. Um, I've already got like a couple of people lined up to do um, episodes with. I think they're gonna be really good conversations. And for me, this is about just sharing people's stories that might not normally get to share mm-hmm. their stories or you know like it's they're not like this New York Times bestselling author that's mm-hmm. on 15 other podcasts the week that their book launches, right, right. which is fine. They're, but, but that that's a saturated market. It's mm-hmm. a new term that I learned. Oh. Um, and so like it's called the little space podcast, um, and because I have this little space that um, I want to glorify God in. That was you came up with that. You're the brainchild behind the um, behind the name of the podcast because there's the Susanna Wesley quote that yeah. says, "I am content to fill a little space if God be glorified," and that's yeah. the heartbeat of the podcast is to just take this little space. And to glorify God through it, so I'm really excited. I every time I think about it, like I just get this big stupid smile on my face because I'm like, this is fun, and yeah, like it is. even if no one listens to it, like I'm having fun,
0: right? Um,
1: and I'm just I'm really excited about it. So,
0: yeah, this has been we we probably spent the last hour together just talking and and because that's I mean it's a podcast interview, but it, for us it's just a conversation mm-hmm. and.
1: Just a normal
0: Tuesday. Right, just a normal Tuesday for us. And, I, you know, so I'm just, I'm so proud of you, uh, of everything, of your life, of the mother and the wife and the pastor and the SWU alum and the SWU employee and all the things. That's your, I'll, I'll steal your phrase, all the things. All the things. Um, and, I, I mean, God is just using you in so many different ways. And so if you're listening to this, Um, it's like, you know, Deborah just had to hit publish on this podcast and so she, she got it. And so she's, uh, it takes a lot of guts. Like you said, something's going out on the internet (laughs) that literally the entire, entire world can listen to. It
1: still terrifies me. Um, and, and you know, like I struggle to push past the fear, um, and and I think I'm just, one of the things that I'm learning, part of it is because of my personality. Like, I, mm-hmm. I that's just how I'm wired. Yeah. Um, that I think through all of the, the possible worst case scenarios, um, <laughs> what if someone, you know, argues with me? What if someone pushes back? What if someone doesn't agree with me? Like, what if, like, what if, what if, what if, what if, what if? Like, all this criticism. And I really think that the only way to get through that fear and to push past it is to open yourself up to that possibility and be okay. You know, like the people who know me the most, who, who care about me and who've invested the most in me, um, they're there for me Mm -hmm. and they're encouraging me and they're supporting me and they're cheering me on. And I actually just read a, a, an Instagram post from a good friend of mine who basically said this thing, you know, like, like it doesn't matter, you know, like, The people who believe in me are still standing there believing in me. Right. And beyond that, I can spend, I'm halfway through my life, dude, like more than likely. (laughs) So I can spend the second half of my life worrying about what other people are going to think, or I can spend the second half of my life living confidently and boldly the purpose that God has given me, Mm. which is to bring glory to him Mm. in the way that he created me to do it, Mm
0: -hmm. Mm.
1: which is unique for me.
0: Right.
1: And, and I can do that, or I can shrink back in fear. And I'm at the point now where it's like, I'm too tired to be afraid anymore. <laughs> like, it takes too much energy and too much effort. It really does. And I'm just, I'm done. I'm That's done. Awesome. We're moving forward. So.
0: So if you're listening to this and you're like, I would like to do a podcast, well, hit us up. Uh I can I can show you how to hit record, and, and Deborah can tell you how awesome she feels now that she's doing one.
1: It's so much easier than I thought it was going to be, too. That was part of it. It was, it was like, I don't know if I'm smart enough to figure out how to do this. Uh, it's,
0: it's, and
1: if I can do it, you can do it.
0: So, where can people go? Uh, you're getting ready to launch your first episode, but the little space... It's, it's on Anchor, mm-hmm. so if they're on the Anchor app, it's also on Spotify, Spotify, and we're getting it in other places. Yep,
1: we're working on it. So it's the Little Space Podcast. It's got a little logo with a B. That's mm-hmm. how you'll know it's me.
0: If you, are a, if you are a technical person like I am, then you can go, when you get it on Anchor, you can look for more platforms, you can get that RSS feed, mm-hmm. and you can put that in any podcast player. I've been listening to her in Apple Podcasts. There's
1: also, I did a tutorial oh. on the Little Space Instagram, Little oh, Space Podcast, Instagram. There you go. There's a highlight. I made a tutorial to help you figure out how to get to it and subscribe in iTunes. So,
0: All right, so what, it's little, just the Little Space Podcast on Instagram? Little
1: Space Podcast.
0: So, yeah, Little Space with uh, The Little Space with Deborah K. Rhodes. And uh, any, any other final closing tidbits of wisdom? Share with our fellow alums I'm not about
1: wisdom. I'm still asking the Lord to give me more of that.
0: But <laughs> well, it would be wise for us to tell everybody, hey, October 8th and 9th, yes. homecoming, where you know things are open up. Homecoming last year was incredible. And uh, if you haven't been back, um, we do an alumni brunch, we do the homecoming parade, which is where we do our homecoming court now. And then uh, Showstopper Spectacular is going to be back inside. We just had Newsies. Oh, my
1: word. (laughs) Was
0: it not incredible? I
1: cannot. I get so, like, sorry. Now I'm yelling. (laughs) This is how you know I'm excited. I yell. You guys, if you did not get to see Newsies, it was fantastic. Yeah. We have some of the most talented students on the planet at this school. So, in good news, it's going to be available like they recorded it. right. And apparently there's going to be, like, a way that people can stream it.
0: Yeah, on the... And I'm
1: sure, as the director of alumni, you will make that available for people when it releases. Yeah, so
0: actually, in about an hour, I'm interviewing one of those students, a senior, who'd never done anything like that in his life. So good. And uh, tomorrow I'm interviewing Amber James, Dr. Amber James, who is the the director of it. And I'm hoping, I'm hoping, uh, we'll get a tease of what's maybe to come this fall. And what's coming next spring is the 40th anniversary. So if you're an alumni listening to this, I would definitely say, you if you got to pick one. You come to Homecoming or you come to the Spring Musical next weekend. We're going to have both of those. We're going to have great alumni events centered around those events.
1: You can't lose. Either one is a good option.
0: It really is. It but really yeah,
1: is. That, that musical, I I incredible. literally cried at one point because it like, and I was like, why am I crying? Like, yeah. it was so impressive. I was so proud of them. Yeah, it was, I, I could go on for hours.
0: I, you know, I snuck into the balcony uh, the first night. And, well, I mean, no, I was, I was allowed to be there. Did you have a ticket? Oh, yes. I had a ticket. But I, I went to the balcony and during the opening number, well, the one after Santa Fe, when everybody comes out, I just, I got goosebumps. I, like you, I teared up because it was such a joyous expression. And you could, you could feel that on behalf of this entire campus community, these kids were like just kind of letting out yep. all the frustration of the last year. And, and they've been
1: working on this for two years. This was supposed to be the musical last, last yeah, spring, yeah. and it got canceled because of COVID. And some of them were so disappointed. But the really cool thing is a lot of the seniors got to come back yeah. and do their role um, that they were supposed to do, and they just they and, killed yeah. it. It was so, so good.
0: It was amazing. So maybe Deborah will interview some of the people from Newsies on her podcast. She'll give know. them a little space. <laughs> so she is uh, Deborah Rhodes. She is more than a friend. She she is about as close thing as I, uh, I can have to a sister, and uh, just love her so much and appreciate what they're doing, not what she's doing here, not only on campus but through Parkside and now her podcast. And hey, this podcast is all about telling stories. It's about telling the wins and the losses and the things that we've been through because at the heart of Southern Wesleyan is family. And when you talk to people where they came to school here in the 60s or the 2000s, it's people always talk about the SWE family. And so the goal of this podcast is to keep that alive and to just remind people whether you've been out of school 10 years or 50 years of why this place is so special and this place is special because of people like Deborah Rhodes. So, hey, thanks for listening. We hope to see you at Homecoming. In the show notes will be all the links to everything Deborah's involved in. So go and show her some support. And uh that's it and we'll see you guys soon.